Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing our homes and family life to the glory of God. We can actually enjoy housework and love being homemakers when we focus on truth and gratitude. I'm Misty Winkler, and I run Simply Convivial, a blog, podcast, and community helping women excel at homemaking and do life cheerfully. I'm also author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I'm joined by one of our community members, Anna Farnham. Anna and her husband Gandalf live in Indiana and have six kids ranging from one to 13 years old. Before kids, she earned two music degrees in oboe performance, but she has set aside a music career to focus on being a mom and homemaker. She and her family stay busy with their local Christian school, church fellowship, youth sports, reading, and generally being creative. Thank you so much for joining me, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. So one of the things that we do inside Convivial Circle, our community, is Zoom meetups with everyone. So we've been on Zoom before together, and I always appreciate what you have to share in those conversations And so you've been participating in Simplified Organization Community Coaching, and I wondered if you would share about what made you want to join the community, or where were you at with homemaking and motherhood and managing life before joining? I certainly have a lot of weaknesses when it, especially in regard to homemaking, I felt like my house was always messy. I felt some combination of discouraged, embarrassed, hopeless, discontent. I just couldn't seem to manage the home. I knew what the standard should be. I grew up with a mother who was great at being a mom and homemaker. And I'm in a, I'm thankful to be in a church community that encourages moms to do that. But I just didn't seem to have the skills to pull it off. And there were times where I'd make a little progress, maybe clean up the house and entropy would happen and just go back to where it was. When I had four young kids, I just couldn't seem to get on top of it or have time to figure out what I was doing. And between my kids four and number five, I started seeing a little glimpse of hope. I actually did sweep and smile and humble habits during that time frame and got some baby steps in the right direction but I still didn't have an overall big framework so that when baby five came, it just fell to pieces again. And one example that I have of where I was at is when I brought her home from the hospital, I literally didn't have a place in my room to put the bassinet. We had a changing table, but no place for the bassinet. I just cried. (laughs) And that became a big goal for baby number six. I'm going to have the room ready. And I did. And after having gone through community coaching, not that community coaching equals room ready for baby, but the skills that I learned, that's just one little example of, of a fruit that came from it. A little bit about me. I'm very detail oriented, perfectionist, and very indecisive. So I see all the options and I don't know which one to pick. So it's not that I felt lazy. It's just that what do I do? everything needs to be done. And when everything needs to be done, then nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Just felt like my wheels were spinning. Detail orientation can be a strength, 
but it can just feel like you see everything. Like, where do I start with a pile of dishes? Where do I start with the clutter or the long list of chores? And all this added together, I just felt like I was a failure at being a wife, mom, and homemaker. And as mentioned in my bio, I have a background of being a music performer. And not that I was perfect as a performer, but there was some amount of talent that people recognized and appreciated. And it's not like that at home. Like, why can't I do this? I thought I was smart. I thought I was talented. So God has really used my struggles in homemaking to humble me and realize that it's not all about me. I need his strength and I don't need to be good at everything. So I've come to realize that even though it's not fun not to be good at it, it's okay. It's good for me and I can improve. There is hope. Yeah. And it is just a completely different kind of world than definitely than a performance world or even any kind of outside the home avenue where you do get a lot more outside recognition just by the nature of the way they're set up, where it can feel like, is it really important that the dishes are done? Like why? That was one of my struggles when I had all little kids. Can someone explain to me why this matters? Dishes are definitely one of my struggles. And it took a long time to realize that doing it bit by bit and staying on top of it is so much better than letting them pile up. And there are still days and there are still weeks where life happens and I'm not able to do all that. And some of, I still who I am, I still have a lot of the same weaknesses that I have to fight through, but being in the community of Simply Convivial helps keep me on track and it gives me those tools to be able to make progress and actually see a difference in my life. So it's really exciting to get to be here and share a little bit of how I feel it really has affected my life for the better. What would you say is, was a thing that made either the biggest difference or maybe was the first step in starting to see change? The idea of baby steps is huge because along with that perfectionism, I know you talk about that a lot and the indecisions, what do I do? Is it worth it? I don't have time. I'm spending all my days nursing a baby or whatever. What I don't have time. It's not that I didn't care, but learning that taking little steps actually makes a difference. I don't have a good sense of time. I think things will take longer or shorter than they do. And the idea of building routines. A while ago, several years ago, I was pretty resistant to the idea of having a meal plan or choosing days of the week for to do different tasks. I thought that was too restrictive. But I've learned that having those routines in place is freeing because I don't have to think about it. It actually saves me from having to make a decision to know where I should start. Right. Because there are, you could always be doing pretty much any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that does get, the bathrooms get used right after you start using it, right after you've cleaned them, all those mm-hmm. things. It's we don't realize how much energy and time it does take to make those decisions, to notice the right things. And getting started is the hardest part often. It really is. And one of 
one of my biggest tools is the idea of the timer partly because I'm a slow worker generally, which also means that even when I am being diligent, I don't necessarily get a lot done, but a five or 10 minute timer allowing me to focus on something and to see I've made a difference in five or 10 minutes. And my favorite way to do that is I have made a playlist of songs that are all about five minutes long. So it also has that motivation of I'm listening to a song that points me to the right thing. All I Have is Christ is one of the songs on there. Behold Our God. Things that remind me of God and keeping my mind on him. And to keep me on track also, hearing the song, I know how, oh, I'm getting close to the end of the song. Another thing that has been hugely helpful is the concept of intervals. And I wouldn't say I'm a pro at interval planning, but the very idea that there are different things for different seasons different goals, different priorities is very helpful, especially since I have had another baby one year ago. And so I did community coaching two years ago. I completed the course and did the graduation. And then I did the course again, right after that. But during the time of the second round, I was pregnant and had a baby. And so I wasn't able to focus on the details quite as much. But knowing that these are things that happen for different things in different times, I made so much progress in that first session of community coaching. It was amazing. And and that gave me a really great starting point when I started to get sick, first trimester sick. And the way the intervals worked out was perfect. This is first trimester interval. My priorities are to rest and just keep everyone alive. And the meal plan, I, as soon as I knew I was pregnant, I made a meal plan before I was too sick. That was an eight week plan of very simple foods that my big kids could help with, but that wasn't going to be forever. And then the interval that came after that when I was in second trimester, had more energy and it was new year. It was the perfect time to say, this is built rebuilding routines. I'm going to step-by-step step put things back in place that I've already done before sometimes, or maybe with a new twist. And then there was the interval of springtime and getting ready for baby was a focus. Then the interval of postpartum, which again was that survival, really basic meal plan, try to have the kids do some really basic chores and realizing, yeah, it's really frustrating. The house is really messy again, but this is temporary and you have to be present enough with the kids to keep them on task too. And since then there was the back to school routine interval with its own routines and getting back to regular chores and just building from there and picking different goals and priorities. The most recent spring, we had a lot of sports going on. I had, we had three different baseball and softball teams and all the practices and games. It was a very busy season and I wouldn't want to do that year round, but knowing this is this interval and we did a lot of picnic type meals. That's great. I think sometimes we struggle with, we want to be consistent, like a routine meal planning. Those are all things that benefit from consistency. And we get the idea that being consistent means 
getting to the point where our life is just the same all the time and we're able to keep everything at the same level. And that's just not the way life works, <laughs> which you especially come to realize or have the opportunity to realize when you go through the pregnancy, new baby seasons, where it really does change quickly, even after the baby's born, how much sleep they need or get and all of that changes fast. And I've never been one to get a lot done when I have a baby. My babies usually need to nurse pretty frequently and And it's just hard to focus on other things. But I felt that with this most recent baby, I could tell a difference. Even though there were still frustrations, I got back on my feet quicker than before. And it was still ball season. So we kept doing that. And and the most recent declutter challenge was when she was less than a year old. And for me, that was a really big deal to be doing something like decluttering again, even when I had less than a one-year-old. In the past, I just felt like I couldn't do anything with a baby. But when it's just five minutes or 10 minutes, it's amazing Mm -hmm. how much that does add up. It does. It's one of those things that's hard to believe until you experience it, how the baby steps really add up. (laughs) That's great to hear. Actually, the like the origin story of simplified organization, the modules and the steps in there, were from my own like notes and attempts postpartum. Okay, the baby's six months old, eight months old. It's time to get back in the game. What does that even mean? What does that look like? What are the steps to get back in the game? And so that's fun to hear that that is, sometimes we're in that mode because it really is everything falls apart postpartum or third trimester or sleep deprivation or what those things come, or maybe it's illness or moving throughout life and everybody's different circumstances. There's always something happening that is a disruptor. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the routines or ourselves and our abilities have failed. It's just Mm -hmm. the next opportunity to take the next baby steps. Yeah. And to iterate what the new routine should be for the past few months, priority has been floors because I have a crawling baby. And so that helps shape what the priorities should be. As I mentioned, I'm indecisive and have a hard time prioritizing. And so some of the things that have really helped me with that are daily card and weekly top three. Sometimes it's really hard for me to pick what those three things are. And sometimes I cheat and put four, sometimes (laughs) five, (laughs) but knowing that I can go back and look at that. Okay. Yes. That's the thing that I needed to do today. Sometimes it's, oh, this is something that will affect tomorrow. I need to cook that meat before it spoils. Or maybe it's wash a load of laundry. That's really important. So daily card was something that I kept doing quite a bit, even in the early postpartum days. I can't remember if I did it, how soon I started doing it again, but pretty early on. And to be honest, when I first heard about the daily card, I thought, how can you pick only three things to do? I didn't really understand it. And so I was reluctant to try it. But once I had built in different routines into my overall structure, then I realized, oh, there are still other lists. There's still a a master task list. There are still the weekly dashboard, these things to refer to, but having those top three gives direction for that day. Same thing with the weekly top three. 
even if they don't get done. It does really help. And I had, even before I did simplified organization, I had made an attempt at a whiteboard with some weekly stuff, but I didn't have a system for updating it. So it's like those old to-dos on the board. It's just like, hey, you haven't done me yet. (laughs) And so you just start ignoring it. It just becomes part of the scenery. Yeah. So learning to incorporate things like a weekly review and weekly dashboard, it brings things together in a way that I had never done before to update those things. Okay, this task, I didn't do it last week. Do I need to do it this week? Do I cross it off? And actually having that space to reevaluate for each week. And during this baby season, it's been the minimal review. Look at the calendar and see what's going on and see what the priorities are. Keeps me on track in a way that I didn't before. I get random little things done in a way that I didn't in the past because, you know what, this week I'm just going to make a point of making that phone call. And it's so easy to put that off, but if you raise it to the level of, I'm just gonna commit to doing that this week. Yeah. And having, I think the, months or years of practicing with the baby steps and recognizing how much it does help to get those little things done. It's another one of those things that you just have to do it and experience it and recognize it to then start giving more weight or credit to elevating the little things and Mm -hmm. focusing on them instead of thinking that if I focus on a little thing, everything's going to fall apart because I've got so many things or a big Mm -hmm. thing. And it's just not the way it works. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been great and very encouraging. It's been great having you in the community over multiple community coaching rounds and seeing your progress and hearing about it. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simplified Organization. I hope that you enjoyed hearing Anna's story as much as I did. Anna shared about her daily card practice, which is one of those life organization strategies that so many of our members find to be the most helpful and the one that they come back to first over and over again. But like Anna said, It takes practice, it takes giving it a try before it begins to make sense. It's not the kind of thing that you figure out in your head and then it works for you. You have to try it and practice it and then adapt it to your own circumstances. So I have a free daily card challenge that will help you do just that. It's a five day challenge. So you can try out the daily card practice, which is picking your top three things to do each and every day. You can take that challenge at simplyconvivial.com slash daily card. That's simplyconvivial.com slash daily card. Anna's going to be joining our next round of community coaching. So if you want to join Anna and I and hundreds of other ladies doing community coaching during the school year, August through June, then enroll today. 
You can go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button or find the link in the description and get the community support in meaningful baby steps so that you can feel satisfied and successful as a homemaker. It really is work that matters. So do not grow weary in doing good and remember to always repent, rejoice, repeat.